Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Before the game kicks off, let's ramp it up with college football overtime. Here's, here's, here's Garrett Chapman and Abe Gordon. Let's move into the, the ACC, rather, uh, because we have another really important game. And this one is coming up on Thursday, Virginia at Louisville. Uh, I'll keep my thoughts on this one pretty brief, just in general. This is a a game that you should absolutely win if you're Louisville. I think Mm -hmm. Virginia got exposed a bit last week. Louisville plays exceptionally better when they're at home. They they have a very explosive offense. They're a one-loss team trying to uh, build some credibility for the college football playoff committee right now as they traverse their way down to an ACC title game, a looming matchup with with Florida State. Virginia is not a team that you could take lightly. Uh, Virginia is also a team that lost its starting quarterback, Tony Musket, uh, against Georgia Tech. His status is still up in the air. I haven't heard anything. I think it was a concussion. Um, but I don't know his status coming into this game. But it's a short week because this game's going to be played on Thursday, which le- leads me to believe that he's not going to be ready to go. Uh, but they do Malik Washington guys on the outside. They they could cause some problems for Louisville, I will say. Uh, I just don't know if they have the firepower uh, to really run with Louisville if Louisville gets up and going. Look, it's a two and seven team with one of the wins being over William and Mary. And, and so I know you look back on that West uh, that game over North Carolina and what what the heck happened here for Virginia. But you're right, Louisville has no business uh, in this game being competitive. Uh, based on what we've seen from both teams, based on the quarterback situation, based on it being a short week, all all of the things that go into this game. um, I do expect Louisville to be rather impressive as they try and uh, get any sort of statement out to the college football playoff committee. Yeah. And this is a really important game for them just for the aforementioned reason. Look, you've got to, you got to clinch the ACC. It, I think you do that with a win here. Uh, because the only other people behind them right now, the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, believe it or not, then you have the Duke Blue Devils and the North Carolina Tar Heels. Um, Boston College, NC State, they're still in there. I actually don't know the, the head-to-heads here, but you've beaten Duke. You've beaten Virginia Tech if you're Louisville. So you, really, you're only per- – and you've beaten Georgia Tech. So you win here, and you all but l- clinch your trip to Charlotte for the ACC title game. Uh, but you need to do it convincingly because you need to start showing off and showing some firepower that you belong in the college football playoff. They, they got a long way to go. It'll be very difficult, but look, you can't do that if you don't beat the teams that you're supposed to beat down the stretch. So win today, win on Thursday and figure the rest out. Uh, Miami, they go and, and do just a, a one of one of the best rivalries, I will say, 
that a lot of people outside of the state of Florida don't fully appreciate. Miami and Florida State, these two teams hate each other. They, at least the fan bases, despise each other. And they're going on the road. The Mario Cristobal roller coaster of a season has just continued to go up and down and up and down in the twisty, curly cues and everything else. They lose to NC State after having just a, an awesome win against Clemson. Turnovers have continued to be an issue. They had four last week. Tyler Van Dyke of the offense did. But this is a rivalry game, Abe. And I don't know about you. I love rivalry games because anything can happen on the football field on those Saturday night games. Yeah, I mean, the question for me is because I think Florida State is much better than uh, Miami. And I think Mario Cristobal's refusal to bench Tyler Van Dyke is going to end up costing his team any semblance of competency the remainder of the way. Uh, He's been terrible, Uh, just absolutely dreadful. I don't know if he's got the yips or he's in his own head. I don't know what's going on. It's not the guy we thought could be one of the best uh, quarterbacks in the ACC this year. I'll say this. There are some real questions about Florida State's health. Uh, they've got to get some yeah. playmakers back. They missed four key wide receivers a week ago. Still got the job done quite impressively. Jordan Travis has been outstanding uh, in recent weeks, and, and Florida State has really poured it on some lesser opponents, and I expect them to do the same if they can get guys like Coleman and Wilson back healthy for this game. And it might have been a situation where they knew they'd win a week ago and they were resting the guys, making sure they can get as close to 100% as possible for this uh this showdown but uh, I'll be honest I don't know what a path to victory is for for Miami if Florida State's healthy I, I really don't I'm not quite so bullish on on Florida State here Miami is a, pr- a plenty talented football team we've, we've seen what they can do when they play at a high level um Jordan Travis you're gonna have to affect the quarterback you're gonna have to knock him off his spot make him uncomfortable uh, no real, teams haven't really been able to do that effectively. Miami might be able to do that. They've got a, a, a decent, the, the defense is pretty good. They have one of the best safety tandems in the, in the ACC. Um, the secondary is strong. Uh, I, it just all comes down to Tyler Van Dyke for me. You, you can't turn the ball over and he tries to play Superman too much and he makes bad decisions with the football. And then like bad things happen when you do things like that. And I think Miami has a good opportunity here. If they play their best game, they can absolutely give Florida State a good game. Will that be enough? I don't know. If Keon Coleman and Johnny Wilson aren't healthy, then I think it potentially could be. Because you're if you're like Florida State and you don't have your top wide receivers here, I think that puts you in a really difficult spot. Now, they are able to run the ball effectively. That's been one, one aspect of their game, which I'd say we don't talk enough about, is the fact that they run the ball really well. Uh but if you don't have those top end wide receivers, then I think that really puts you in a bad spot. Uh, is that going to be enough for, for Miami to pull off an upset? I don't know. I, I think they didn't absolutely make this a very interesting game at the very least. I think the, the, the line is like what plus 15 and a half or something like that. A plus I'd be comfortable taking the points there. Would I take the, the Miami money line? I don't think so. I think if you're willing to ride that roller coaster, that's Mario Cristobal, then, then go go for it. But I don't know if I'm if I'm willing to do that. Yeah, three interceptions for Van Dyke a week ago in a in a very very poor loss to NC State. Yeah, uh, I'm just totally game. off, just totally off on him. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know why uh, you're sticking with him as opposed to Emory Williams, who who did you lead you to that win against Clemson? That would be my decision. I've seen other Miami fans be uh, kind of befuddled by the fact that they're just sticking with this guy. Um, but again, I just do think it comes down to the Florida State playmakers. If they're healthy, 
I, I think this is pretty cut and dried. If they're not, I, I think it is. Uh, it's kind of like the Florida LSU situation. If Jaden Daniels is playing, forget about it. If he's not, yeah. game on. I, I think if Coleman and Wilson are playing, forget about it. If they're not, though, game on. Yeah, I, I think it could be a very sneakily good game. Yeah. Uh, the Nooner on ABC, Georgia Tech travels to Death Valley, the other Death Valley, to go play Clemson. Um, the high-flying Georgia Tech offense, of course, had the huge game against Tony Musket and the Virginia the Virginia Cavaliers last week, scored 45 points. I'd say their best four-quarter performance of the season. Now they get the Clemson, the stout Clemson defense, which for all of the shortcomings that the offense has had, dealing with fumbles and turnovers and everything else, the defense has still been pretty effective. You know, I, I mean, we saw what they just did to Notre Dame last week. I think they might have turned a corner. So you have two teams who I'd say are playing good football right now. Clemson, of course, has had the woes. Uh, of course, you have the ups and downs of, the first back-to-back losses for Dabo Sweeney since 2011. He could, but he turns around and he, he answers for Tyler from Spartanburg with the big win, resounding win against Notre Dame. Now you have a high-flying offense, which I think is a better offense at Georgia Tech than what you saw against Notre Dame. The biggest thing for me, can Clemson hold on to the football? And then can Haynes King, or it really, I'll just say this, a better way of saying this, who wins the turnover battle? Haynes King has been, for all of the goods and the highs and, and everything else, he does have a propensity to throw interceptions. Not all of them are his fault. I can't blame all at the quarterbacks or quarterback's feet, but he has had some interceptions that have really cost Georgia Tech a couple of games so far this season. But then Clemson, they put the ball on the ground just too often. Phil Maffa, who I'm sure you're going to discuss in the, the presence of Will Shipley, the, the starter who has been practicing this week. He's at the non-contact jersey. We'll see what he does on Saturday and with, if he, he suits up. I think he's going to be a game-time decision, but I assume he'll go. Phil uh, Moff had 36 carries last week, 185 yards. Great game. But he had, I think, two fumbles in that game. Only, or maybe had three fumbles. Only lost one of them. So I think that's going to be a really important aspect to, to this game. Who wins the turnover battle? Can Georgia Tech keep going against a really high-flying Clemson defense? It's going to be very interesting to see. Yeah, I'm normally not one who leans this way. Normally, I do like to give teams their flowers uh, after a win. Um, I don't think Clemson was very good a week ago. I think Sam Hartman and Notre Dame were that bad. Um, I, I was not impressed. It's not that I wasn't like unimpressed with Clemson. I, I just think it was more about how bad Sam Hartman was for whatever reason than, than Clemson. Yeah. Uh, look, two of their scoring drives were like, one of them was like eight plays, 18 yards. And one of them was a couple plays for a negative one yard in which they kicked the field goal. The, the turnovers really mattered in this game in regards to Notre Dame. So I, I look at it that way. Now, that being said, I think it's safe to say, at least my opinion, Clemson is still a better team than Georgia Tech. Clemson is at home, which we know has actually been good for Tech going on the road. Um, but I, I yeah, you, you laid out a lot of the things. Clemson can do a pretty good job stopping the run. Clemson can run the ball uh, a fair amount. If those two things happen – and it's put on the shoulders of Haynes King. Um, it's going to be tough. Doesn't mean they can't do it. We've seen Haynes King yeah. have some real big games, but a lot of those games have been supported by the run game. Uh, so, so that's going to be the key for me. Uh, who runs the ball? Um, probably, you know, if it's competitive in terms of who runs the ball, but if one team has a big advantage, I would look at that team to win. But I, I'm just not going to overreact in this week to how Clemson was able to beat Notre Dame. This was a 
rare, big, big, big misstep for Sam Hartman. I don't know what went on there, uh, but but he cost uh, the Irish the game a week ago. It was a pretty bad game, just in general. Um, yeah. It was kind of sloppy. I, 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 it's hard to take something from it. Sam Hartman's been a, a frustrating player, just in general, this year, Abe. I, in the biggest games, he just hasn't really shown up. And maybe that's just who he is, you know? Some guys are are great uh, when the lights aren't on and and then the lights pop on and then you just sort of fall asleep or, or maybe you just shrink. And I'm not saying that's what he's done, but this season it, it's been pretty consistent. And I, and I was kind of frustrated with him too because I say that about Sam Hartman, just like you look really good in two consecutive weeks. And then I mean Notre Dame just in general, and then you just fall flat in this game. And I wonder if if we could see something similar for Georgia Tech. I mean, look, they, they've won two games in a row for the first only the second time since 2018. And if they win on Saturday, this would be the first time they've won three consecutive games since 2018. So this is not a Georgia Tech team that's really found a lot of success. And, and I want to see what Brent Key can do. He's got that program moving, I think, in the right direction. They, they've got good habits and everything else. And I'm not going to get into too much of that here, but. I think this is a good football team. I think that the, the I think it's a 15 point spread, 14 and a half points. That's almost a good spot of your Brinky. I know you mentioned it. He's six and one on the road against ACC opponents when he's an underdog. Six and one. And he's just very impressive in those roles. He's looked really good. The team looked really good against North Carolina. Granted, that was at home. And then you look even better last week. It looked like they finally built on some of that momentum. I want to see them do that early in this game. I think you're going to figure out what's going to happen in this game very early on because Clemson is a good enough team that they can pile on to somebody very quickly. And if you see a Georgia Tech team come in here and just sort of spook them, those fans might turn on Clemson. I said this last week. It didn't really happen that way. It actually happened the opposite. They, Clemson started fast in that game, and they really were able to pile it on and hold on for dear life down the stretch. Georgia Tech is a much better offense, I'd say. So this will be very interesting. I, I got my eyes on this one just in particular. But let's move on. Virginia Tech at Boston College. These are two teams who I think are both trending up in the ACC. Both have had surprisingly better seasons. Uh, Virginia Tech's coming off a loss last week. They kind of crashed down to earth. But Boston College became bowl eligible. And I, they've had just a, a, a true turnaround to their season. Yeah, I, I, I'm in on Boston College. Uh, I'm in on their quarterback, Castellanos. Uh, I saw a lot of him, obviously, in the Georgia Tech game, but I just think he, he's an outstanding kind of overlooked. I mean, look, he's not a top-of-the-conference guy. He's a good weapon for a mid-tier team, and that's what Boston College is. I, th I think he is enough uh, to get them a win at home over Virginia Tech. I think that should be a good game. Um <clears throat> Robichaud is another guy who I'm going to be watching in that game. I think the rushing attack is just going to be too much. Virginia Tech is a little bit of fool's gold for me just in general, but they've had a better season, I'll, I'll admit, than, than, I, than I fully expected earlier in the season. NC State, uh, they go on the road, and they are going to be playing Wake Forest. NC State's in an interesting spot because they just had the big win on Saturday um, after they get the win over Clemson. Now you're losing your quarterback. MJ Morris suddenly decided to redshirt for the remainder of the 2023 season after he led the team to the back-to-back -back wins. He had 719 yards, seven touchdowns, and five interceptions in four starts. He's from Carrollton, Georgia, so he's a Georgia boy. Uh, Brennan Armstrong, 
He is the UVA transfer. He's going to be coming in. He's going to be the favorite. Had a big performance against Miami last week, by the way. Uh, they brought him in. He ended up leading the team in rushing in that one, believe it or not. So, I mean, you know he has some athleticism, but it's just a weird spot if you're in C State. And how do they respond? That's really my biggest question for them. Yeah, it is an odd situation. I actually like Brendan Armstrong. I, I thought he would be a uh, little bit better just throughout the course of the season. I liked him as a transfer coming in. Mm -hmm. uh, and he just didn't get it done uh, early on. Maybe, you know, sitting back and watching and, and getting the offenses figured a couple things out. I, I just think at the end of the day, though, they're a better team than Wake Forest. Uh, th this is not a very competitive Wake Forest team. Mm. They are at home. We do get weird things happening on the CW. Um, but I think even with the quarterback change that NC State's got more than enough to get this thing done. Dave Doran just continuing his run of eight and four football. That's really just the, the Doran special up there uh, in Raleigh, North Carolina. Pittsburgh at Syracuse. I fully I don't know what to expect really in this game. Um, Dino Babers is is just sort of stumbling right now. The the Syracuse Orange are 0-5 in conference play after starting 4-0 out of conference. And it has just been a disaster of a second half of the season for, for Syracuse. But at the same time, Pat Narduzzi in Pittsburgh. <sighs> Pittsburgh looks like they've quit on Narduzzi. I, I don't, based off of the comments and everything else that were made last week or after or two weeks ago after the game, they played a lot better against Penn's or against uh, uh, Florida State than I fully expected them to. but. I really have no feel on this game, but these are two teams. Pittsburgh, I guess they're out on bowl eligibility. So I, I don't really know what to expect in this game. But Syracuse, they're still technically alive. If you're looking for bowl eligibility, they just need three. They need to go undefeated down the stretch. I don't think that's going to happen, though. Yeah, I, I mean, look, uh, the Florida State game's a little bit of misleading because of all the injuries to the offensive playmakers on sure. Florida State. They put up 24. Jordan Travis was pretty efficient. They played it pretty close to the vest, though. Um, and, and I think that... Could have looked like the Notre Dame game the week before where it's a 58-7 type of affair had they had those playmakers. I I'm with you. I as Look, Syracuse has lost, what, five in a row now? Um, but I, I do think they have enough to get this win. It, it does feel like the pit ride is over. I agree with you, it which makes the loss for Louisville so much tougher to explain. Mm -hmm. That That's really what you – take a wild glance at out of Pittsburgh's schedule is like, all right, I understand the rest of their schedule. This is the one that doesn't make sense. Uh, but I think Syracuse can end their losing streak and, and maybe try and salvage the season a little bit on Saturday. Abe will finish with the tobacco rolled rivalry. Uh, Duke at North Carolina. I, Carolina. I don't even have a lot to say about this game, except I wish it mattered more. I like, like, I'll I, yeah. be honest. Like that, that's kind of like, like, man, it felt like three weeks ago. We were like, Winner of this could be undefeated and heading to the ACC championship game. And now it's like, I don't really even care who wins like that. That's frustrating. Um, yeah. Riley Leonard never got back to full health. No. He just never got back. Um, and UNC's offense has been up and down with Tez Walker returning. I still think they have enough firepower uh, with Drake may. Uh, so I'll, I'll take them, but it, it's just, it's one of those like all time, not all time. That's what certainly ball. overstating, but it's like a, what could have been game for this season because yeah. it looks like that's where we were headed and, and it's just not anymore. Yeah. And it's a frustrating outcome for both of these teams. Yeah. I, I think, and that's what I'm getting. Look, it's what could have been uh, because these are two good teams. I think they're two well-coached teams. 
both teams could do a lot of things well. But if Riley Leonard stayed healthy, I think we're talking about a different Duke team. And then inexplicably, if North Carolina just stuck to their identity a little bit better and tried not to get so unnecessarily creative like they did at times, like they did against their, and their loss against Georgia Tech, their loss to Virginia, and then we can be talking about a different North Carolina team who has, albeit snuck back up into the top 25. They're, uh, sitting, they're yeah. sitting pretty right there at 24 after their win against Campbell, uh, which because that was really the, the 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 straw that broke the camel's resume back. Resume builder. That's builder. the resume builder, I guess, is the, the win against the Campbell Camels.